Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk About Sleep Baby podcast, a podcast for tired and busy parents where we will share all of the tips, tricks and strategies to have your little one sleeping soundly again. I'm your host Ash Perry and the founder of Sleeps and Leaps Consulting and I can't wait to get stuck into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Let's Talk About Sleep Baby podcast. I hope you're all really well and have had a really good week. Um, So last week was a bit of an exciting week for us. It was a whole year since starting Sleeps and Leaps, which I absolutely just cannot believe. I just don't know where, first of all, the weeks and months are going, but I do not know where that year has gone. So this time, 12 months ago, I set up my page. Um, I had, I was finishing up my practice clients and it just blows my mind where that 12 months has gone and just where this business has brought me. I'm still, yeah, just so excited every day to think, what um, has come of my, you know, I decided to study to become a sleep consultant and I just had no idea where this journey might take me. So I really want to thank every one of you who are listening today for being a part of that. It wouldn't be possible without all of my amazing community that I've built over the last 12 months. So I really just wanted to, um, yeah, to share that it's been a really exciting week, but it's also been a really busy week as well. We had some exciting little announcements um, with our first birthday. We had the release of a Peaceful Nights um, package, which just went gangbusters. So it's been really busy, which has been amazing, actually. And of course, the kitties are keeping me busy as well. So anyway, here we are back in and recording another podcast. So today I am talking about things relating to feeding to sleep or sort of assisting to sleep, but mostly around feeding to sleep. Um, A lot of people come to me and ask for assistance in removing a feed to sleep association that their baby has and learning to either fall asleep independently or fall asleep in a different way that isn't so dependent on mum feeding or bottle feeding however that looks um if bubs has quite a big association with needing to be fed to fall asleep so I thought it could be a good topic to just um talk about today on just a quick little potty so here we are um So in relation to feeding to sleep, what I'm talking about here is babies who do not know any other way to fall asleep except for being fed. So often this can be more amplified at night time. So baby might go to sleep for bedtime by being fed, popped into their bed, they're sound asleep or near on sound asleep, and then they can start waking frequently throughout the night and then need to be fed to be able to go back to sleep. So this constant sort of feed, sleep, wake, feed, sleep, wake sort of thing throughout the night. So the steps in trying to change that, and as I might may have said before on my podcast, but I definitely say in my um, one-on-one services that I work, when I, where I work with parents one-on-one, is something is only a problem when it becomes a problem for your family. So I don't take the approach of sitting here saying that you shouldn't feed to sleep, you shouldn't do this, you should try that instead. It's only when parents come to me looking for strategies or they say to me that we we were doing this and it's now no longer working, that's when I come in, that's when I provide the strategies to try and make the change that parents and families are looking for. So many times, on many occasions, parents will come to me and say, look, we've been feeding to sleep. Bubs is now, let's just say, eight months old. We're all really tired. It's just not sustainable anymore. We've done it for so long. We kind of know no other way. Baby knows how to sleep no other way, but we need we know that we need to change it. So that's where I come in. 
Um, And feeding to sleep is probably one of the most common ones. Basically, all newborn babies will be fed to sleep because they just kind of dip in and out of feeding, sleeping and a little tiny bit of awake time throughout their whole day. So when babies become a little bit older, that's usually when things might become problematic for mum and dad, um, often mum if, if it's a breastfeeding baby, but um, and that's when we sort of work to try and change these behaviours. So the first step I usually encourage parents to think about is where, where and when baby is feeding in relation to sleep time. So the first step would be to try and pull the feeds away from bedtime. So if baby is used to being fed as like the absolute last thing and they're drowsy as they're feeding or or fully falling asleep, which usually happens, um, we need to start the process of actually removing that feed time from being the last activity before bedtime. So that might look something like trying to feed, say, 20 minutes to half an hour before bedtime and also to thinking about not feeding as soon as they wake up as well. So give Giving them that chance to fully remove anything around sleep from feeding. So definitely trying to pull back the time that that sits in between feeding, between being the last thing that happens before going to bed. So that's the first step. And then the second step becomes, well, then if you're not going to feed to sleep, what are you going to do to get them to sleep? So some people like to try a bit of a, and it can be called a number of different things, but like a stacked approach. So you might gradually go a really gradual and gentle approach would be let's remove the feet to sleep association and then we'll go to rocking to sleep instead. So then once bubs adjust to, sorry, excuse my phone. Um, Once bubs adjust to not being fed to sleep, they'll soon adjust to being rocked to sleep or nursed to sleep, whatever that looks like. And then we'll start that process of getting them used to that, falling asleep, they're comfortable with that approach. And then we might start pulling back on that hands-on support that we're providing to ultimately get bubs to fall asleep on their own. So that's a really slow and steady and gradual approach. And on the flip side, the other approach is to teach bubs to self-settle instead. So going in with a plan, which is what I work with families to achieve, um, a really personalized plan to achieve um, the goal of bubs being able to self-settle instead of being reliant on mum or dad to fall asleep. So it can be a really good time to sort of remove the feed to sleep association and at the same time start the process of teaching baby to fall asleep independently. So there, as you will have heard many times and on all of the different resources and things that you might have read along the way, there are so many ways to teach a baby how to self-settle. I tend to start with the more gentle approaches and try and work with families to really understand their comfort levels, the baby's temperament, all of the individual and unique factors that come into play to ensure that we um, we come up with a plan that really suits each individual family and that everyone is on board and feels committed and you know can can have the consistency to be able to teach the baby this new skill. So that's kind of the approach that I take to teach to help teach a baby to self-settle but also remove that feed to sleep association because they often do go hand in hand. So you can't just suddenly expect to stop feeding a baby to sleep and then not go in with a plan of, well, how is baby actually now going to get to sleep? They need to learn another settling technique. So um, yes, it's a really good time to think about teaching baby to self-settle and what that might look like or whether you prefer to go down the road of 
you know, um, habit stacking as it can be called, removing the feed to sleep and then rocking to sleep instead and doing that for a little bit of time while they adjust and then going to the next stage until ultimately baby can fall asleep on their own. Um, And tied into that is night weaning as well. So I usually wouldn't encourage parents to think about the, the, the process of night weaning until around that eight to nine months and only if baby, maternal child health nurses, GPs, um, all of their health checks um, come back that, you know, there's no concerns around weight gain, bubs doesn't need to feed any additional times overnight to put on extra weight or anything, you know, there's no health concerns, there's no concerns around um, starting the process of night weaning baby so that they don't need to feed overnight at all anymore. But usually around eight or nine months, I'm not a lactation specialist, so I definitely if, if a family came to me and had a six-month-old and said, we really want to start the process of night weaning, I wouldn't feel comfortable to recommend an approach to do this because I just feel like bubs is still a little bit on the young side at this point. But around that eight to nine months, absolutely, it's a good conversation to start having. And often too, if a baby has a strong feed to sleep association, sometimes those additional night wakings or the night feeds can just be habit they may be used to waking at midnight to get a little feed and you might find that it's pretty clear because the baby isn't actually taking a full feed. They're just kind of having this snacky little suckle and then they're straight back off to sleep. It's not really fulfilling for them. It's just a habit. So sometimes you can sort of, there's a few pointers that might indicate it is actually time to start thinking about the process of night weaning and some of those feeds might just be habit which you know it's just break like breaking any other habit which can be very hard but just takes that consistency and that committed effort to be able to get there and there's a number of different ways that you can go about um, reducing night feeds in a really slow and steady way or on the flip side you can just go absolutely cold turkey and just rip the band-aid off and say as of tonight we are not feeding anymore we are going to just focus on resettling in another way again whether that's a quick pick up on a rock to try and put bubs back to sleep all of those types of things so today's little quick episode was just a quick glimpse at what um some things that you might think about if you have been thinking about how your baby is going to sleep and especially if your little one has a strong feed to sleep association and you feel that that's just not working for your family anymore and you need to make those adjustments they're just some little pointers that might help you to think about those next steps and think about which approach that you might like to take in trying to change that and as always um, I'm absolutely here anytime always open for a chat if you feel like you just need to start that conversation or if you're a bit unsure after listening to this today if you think oh actually yeah I think I would like to talk about that a bit more maybe it is something that's worth exploring I'm all I'm an open book my dms are always open you can shoot me an email whatever works for you but um I would love to have a chat to you if this is something that you've been thinking about or would like to work towards Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I really hope you got a lot of strategies to take away and apply to your little one. As always, we're always open for a chat. So please find us on Facebook or Instagram at Sleeps and Leaps. Bye for now.